I love him. I love him. I really love the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Mm. And I know that it's the spirit of the Lord. <laughs> there are sweet expressions on each face and I know that it's the presence of the Lord <laughs> sweet holy spirit Sweet heavenly dove, yeah, stay right here with us, <laughs> filling us with your love, yeah, and for these blessings, we lift our hearts in praise. Yes, without a doubt, you know that we have been revived when we shall leave this place. Hey. Reminds me of my granddaddy. Father, I thank you. Without a doubt, we'll know that we have been revived without a doubt we'll know that we have been revived without a doubt we'll know that we have been mm, revived when we shall leave this place. Ready our hearts to receive the word of the Lord. And that we receive it, God, in a way that is life-changing.
God, we need ears to hear what the Spirit would say to the church. Lord, there's a lot going on, but none of it surprises you. We have a lot we can complain about, but we won't. There's things we wish were better, but we believe you know best. Even some of the stuff we're asking you to change, Lord, just do what you know to do. Forgive us for trying to give you orders. Lord, we repent for coming to you and telling you how to do things. Today, help us receive the word because the word knows best. In Jesus' name and for your glory. Amen. Clap those hands. Woo. I get to singing songs that my grandfather sung, sings and I, I got to hold it together. Y'all excuse me. I can see my grandfather in his rocking chair. When he got to saying, without a doubt, something hit different in the living room. <laughs> hit different in the living room. That was a generation that saw life differently than we do. Today, we got work to do. Y'all ready to get to work? I'm going to ask that you go ahead and get your Bibles out. I need to show us something in the text today. I'm going to work backwards in order to work forwards. Hold those Bibles up in the air. Phones, whatever you got. Because we got to get ourselves together. I know some may be wondering, Bishop, why do you make us repeat it every Sunday? Power and repetition. Why do we say it? Getting your mind right. This ain't no ordinary book. This ain't no ordinary class. Amen? Come on. Repeat after me. The only way that I can keep my way pure is to guard it according to the word. This word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today, I will receive the word implanted, which is able to save my soul. All right, get those notebooks out. Let's get to work. Now we're walking through the letter of Paul to the church at Colossae, the book of Colossians. I'll only be in the book of Colossians today. Veronica will give you time to take plenty of notes in your Bible. <laughs> y'all pray for y'all sister in Christ Veronica we are in search of God's instruction on regeneration we need to be regenerated the Bible says that as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become 
sons, daughters of God. Now, in order to disengage, I said this last week as our thesis, I'm going to expand upon it today. In order to disengage from evil deeds, one must daily walk in the reality of the finished work of Jesus Christ. Daily. Say daily. You can't have a Sunday walk. That's not enough. You're not going to be able to walk like Jesus tells you to walk on Wednesday. That's also not enough. You need to daily walk in what Jesus said. However, in saying this, people of God, I realize that um, we got our own struggles. Anybody got struggles in the audience? We got our own struggles. We got stuff and things going on. And when struggles come, you easily get overwhelmed. How many of you have ever been there? Overwhelmed. I know many of my clergy peers, maybe some who are listening to me today in the stream, maybe some of our marketplace members who are at home for various reasons, it's easy to get overwhelmed with things. Turn on the news enough, you'll get overwhelmed. You don't want to hear another report. You don't want no more bad news. You get overwhelmed. It's too much, it's too little, it's too long, it's too short. You get overwhelmed. You find yourself breaking under the pressure, asking God questions like, how long you gonna take, Lord? I mean, could you, could you please hurry this up a little bit? When the enemy keeps trying, we must maintain our spiritual posture. What does the Bible say? In this world, there will be trouble, right? So he's going to keep trying it. He's going to keep trying it. You have to show him that he can't win with you. You have to resist. You're going to have to give the devil some pushback. At some point, you're going to have to show him that this is not what you want over here. No, for real. At some point, we're going to need to be Christians. And stop just like, oh, well, woe is me. I guess the devil going to get me this time. No. At some point, people of God, we're going to have to tell the enemy, not over here. Forget what you tried now. You better try this with somebody else. But we pray over here. We believe over here. We focus on the word over here. Amen. Our pattern in daily living remains Jesus. That's my pattern. Jesus is my pattern. And it brings me to my expanded thesis for today. Listen to this. Walking in the finished work of Christ requires us to, number one, recognize. Number two, embrace. And number three, be fueled by what Jesus has already done. Walking in the finished work of Christ requires us to, number one, recognize. Number two, embrace. Number three, be fueled by what Jesus has already. Underline that word, already. See, the truth is, the Lord don't need to do nothing new. As a matter of fact, if you really understand God's character, he can't do anything new. Wait, wait, excuse me? It's new to us. It's impossible for God to do anything new to him. Because if he can do something new, 
that means he exists within time. God exists outside of time. Everything God does, he already did. There is no future tense to God. It's only future tense to us. If he's Alpha and Omega, everything is past tense to God. He's already sitting at the end of something that we don't understand, looking backward going, okay. So because of that, please understand, I have to embrace, I have to recognize, excuse me, embrace and be fueled by what Jesus has already done. Recognize, y'all got them? Embrace and be fueled by. So when reading the letters of Paul, I often say this, Paul doesn't speak in like snippets, if you read Paul. He speaks in arguments like a lawyer. You can't like pull a section out of Paul and think you understand what he's saying. So in order to fully grasp what he's teaching, you got to look at his, how he's building his case. And to the church at Colossae, he had a case. It's a thread, if you will, that we'll go through. And we've read it, but I need to string it all together for us today. Because at some point, I need to look at my circumstance and say, okay, Lord, I recognize you there. I embrace you there. I'm fueled by you here. Come on, how many of y'all have ever gone, some, gone through something and said, where in the world is God? And then hindsight, you went, oh, Anybody ever been there? You've been in the middle of it complaining, talking about, oh God, oh Jesus, oh man. And you look back at it and went, there you were. Lord, if you would have let me do what I wanted to do, mm, sitting here asking you to open that door, and the boogeyman was behind that door. Lord have mercy. Thank you for closing that door. I was beating on that door asking you to open it. I mean beating on it, trying every way in the world asking God. Come on, anybody ever been there? So, Let's look backwards because here's, here's, what, here's what I need you to have embedded when you leave here today. Because we're talking about dis disengaging, right? Just say, self, I have a reason. I know it's COVID, so you got to talk to yourself. Say, self, I have a reason. Colossians chapter 1. I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you his thread. Verse 13 reads, For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. Now, you've heard this before, but don't turn it off. Bishop, you've read this before. I know. I need to show you the whole thread. He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. 14, In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So the first thing that Paul is telling us in, in his argument is, I rescued you and redeemed you. Listen to that. I rescued you and redeemed you. I rescued you and redeemed you. I pulled you out of something you put yourself into. And then I paid to clear your debt based upon what you did. Let that sink in for a second. You did it, I bailed you out. Then I covered what you did, I paid that price. Rescued and redeemed. Now I want you to think in your life, 
We may have had some people who helped us out, but many people who help us back out want to get paid back. The Lord says, no, 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 no. I rescued you, and I redeemed you. Now, if somebody does something for you, the least you can do is say thank you. Adelila, I don't think that's too much to ask. But I mean, the least we can do, thank you, Lord. But the Lord says, the Lord's request to us is, all right, I rescued you and redeemed you. So when I asked you to take off the old man, you should have a reason. Oh, yeah. If I pulled you out and paid for the mistakes you made when you were in, y'all didn't catch it like that. Think about all of the things we did when we were in it. God rescued you from it and then went back and paid for every mistake you made while you were in it and then turns to us and says, all right, now take off the version of you who wanted to be in that so you don't get back in that ever again. Don't you think that you got a reason to at least say, yeah, I do think I should take the old man off, shouldn't I? I mean, that's, all he is saying is, listen, take off the old man and put on the new man. Matter of fact, I'm giving you the new man, and the new man don't even have old man problems. Just, oh, just take the old man off, put the new man on, because after all, I rescued you when you were old, when you were acting a fool. I rescued that version of you. I didn't wait till you got right to rescue you. I rescued you wrong. Oh, that's, that's, that's not the Bible. Sure it is. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He said, you was wrong. I didn't wait till you came to church. I didn't wait for you to clean yourself up. I was rescuing you and you didn't even acknowledge me. You would lift up your hands to me and I was making sure that everything was going to be all right. I was keeping your children on the school bus and you weren't even praying for them or talking to me. I was making sure that you had a roof over your head. I was making sure that your division didn't get shut down. I was making sure that death didn't come knocking at your door. And now that I've rescued you and now that I've redeemed you, all I'm saying is put off the old man. Don't you have a reason? I got a, I got, I got a reason. I got a, you mean to tell me what you want from me is to stop doing the stuff that got me in that and start doing the stuff that'll get me closer to you, the one who rescued and redeemed. Oh, somebody said, I got a reason. <laughs> I, got, I got a reason, but, but that's just where he starts. That's verse 13. Let's look at verse 21, same chapter. Although you were formerly, 21, you were formerly alienated, hostile, engaged in evil deeds, yet he is now. Is that what you did? He reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you before him holy, blameless, beyond reproach. 
So wait a minute. First he rescued and redeemed me. Now he reconciled and presented me. Y'all. Wait a minute. Reconcile. Reconcile. When you get to reconciling the books, you putting everything in its proper place. Huh? Reconciling the books. You, you putting everything. That in, I'll give it to you another way. You putting stuff in order. That's what, that's what happens when stuff is getting reconciled. It's being put in order. Everything is being accounted for. So I want y'all to pay attention. While we were a mess, he rescued and redeemed me. While we were a mess, he reconciled and then presented me and didn't present the messy version. Oh, wait a minute. Okay. See, I knew. I should have known if folks was going to fight a reason this morning. You mean to tell me that you put me in order and presented the version of me that was holy because you are, not because I was? <laughs> Woo! You know, it's like going to an interview coach and you don't know what to say, but they done coached you in all the answers and done your resume and bought your outfit and got your hair done and done everything. And they're sitting there with a bug in your ear telling you every question what to say. And you sit up there and you get out and you get the job and you can't say thank you. That's how the Lord lets some of us go through life. Oh, come on now. In our ear the whole time through his precious gift of the Holy Ghost talking about, don't you do that. Don't you do that. Don't go left. Go right. Don't wear that. Wear this. Don't talk to them. Talk to them. And God says, now here's what I want in exchange. Take off the old man and put on the newness of life. Don't you think we got a reason? Well, I don't, I don't know, you know, Bishop, it's still, a little, it's still a little hard. It's still a hard. Listen, it's too much going on for us to keep living the way we're living, y'all. I'm sorry. It's, it's too much going on for us to keep living the way we're living. It is too much going on for us to keep living the way that we're living. The church can no longer be just another building on the corner. This is supposed to be the citadel of the living God. We should be able to come in here and get the presence of God manifest. Do you not know that this is supposed to be a spiritual embassy where the Believers can come and be safe from hurt, harm, and danger. This. But instead, ooh, don't do that, son. Don't do that. But instead, we turn in this place into something else. We turn it into something else. I don't know if y'all paying attention. I don't know if y'all watching. But this is the stuff that Jesus turns over tables for. Hmm? Y'all think we fighting a virus? We're not fighting a virus. We're fighting our own decisions. Okay. Because the church has lost its power. Oh, when stuff used to come into the atmosphere, the people of God could send it back. Oh, yeah, y'all not in here. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. When, when, they, when they would hear, like, what's What's coming? Y'all, let, let's pray. We'll send it back. Because, no, 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 no. We got, we got enough prayer to be able, a plague is coming, send that back. As a matter of fact, if it hit, won't hit here. Oh, come on now. And have you ever, oh, something's wrong. We out of alignment. It's out of order. It's out of order. We can't come together and pray for nothing. Do you think? That God is 
saying the best, oh man, that the church can do is a full drive? That's the best we can do. That's natural. Somebody pray for me today. Full drive, natural. Clothing drive, natural. Housing complexes, natural. We can do all of that. You need good credit, some land, and some people who are willing to build. That's all you need to do all of that. And we're going to do it. Yes, we are. But this house cannot only be the natural. We got to be the supernatural. There are things that we should be doing that the, that the NAACP can't do. Or goodwill or the Salvation Army, or any other 501c3. We are not them. We are supernatural. Oh, God, y'all help me. Huh? The thing we doing is got the church sticking out his chest. We gave out clothes. And who you pray for? Who was sick and left healed? But instead... And ain't nothing wrong with getting with the checks and all of that. During the months, with health ministry will get you checked and all of that. But something wrong when we celebrate getting you checked and ignore getting you delivered. Oh, okay. So, so we got your heart checked, but the church of the scripture would have just got your heart healed. Well, you know, modern times. No, the Bible means what the Bible meant. Hmm? And the Bible says, the works that I do, oh God, shall you do also? Oh, I believe the Bible. And greater works than these, because I go to my Father. Do you think that we got to put on the new man? simply so we can walk around like we look good no the new man is to do new work hallelujah the new man is to walk in new mercies hallelujah the new man is to lay hands on the sick hey the new man is to cast out devils the new man is to take territory for the kingdom you want a new man to walk around so you can say I don't sin no more no I need the new man so I can say you come in here one way and you leaving another hmm? this is that and so when he comes in and he said I rescued you and redeemed you ain't that a reason no for real cause we gonna keep talking about disengaging in this new man and regeneration and in a minute light bulbs gonna hit and y'all gonna go oh that's what the church supposed to look like yes not like what we've created not like black church and white church Oh, not like Baptist and Methodist and Pentecostal and Apostolic. No, 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 no. That's not what he died for. He didn't die for us to be divided. That's not what the new man does. Oh, somebody gonna get mad at me, but it's the truth anyhow. Come on now. He died that we would walk in the newness of life. And here it is. We just had Martin Luther King Day. Don't quote a speech you don't live. Protestants and Catholics, little black boys and little white. Oh, you don't mean it. You don't mean it because we still worship like we in Jim Crow. Yes, I said that. But we got to come out. Yeah. 
said what it said. I just like it the way that I like it. You like it in your old man. Let me go back to the desk. I'm going to be all right. He rescued and redeemed. He reconciled and presented. That's not enough for some folks, Shan. Let's go further. Colossians 2. Because that's enough for me. Matter of fact, I'm good with rescued and redeemed. Huh? I don't know about you. I'm real good with rescued and redeemed. Hmm? Because, I mean, when they get to saying stuff like, I was sinking. (laughs) Deep in sin. Far from the peaceful shore. See, y'all don't know that old Very deeply stained within. Watch it. Sinking to rise no more. But the master (laughs) from the sea. Wait, y'all missed that. Y'all missed that lyric. But the master from the sea, not from the shore, from the sea. Y'all missed the lyric. You missed the lyric. You missed the lyric. But the master from the sea. Wait, 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 wait. You mean to tell me that the thing that I'm sinking in, he's out here with me? He ain't calling me from the shore. He's calling me from the very thing that I think is going to kill me. Heard my despairing cry from the waters, hallelujah, lifted me. Wait, wait, how you lift me from the water? Because I'm in it, but I'm about to show you that you can stand up. Wait, you notice that he got safe in the water? Come on, Peter. Do y'all notice that? We've been singing that song forever. But Renita, somehow he was safe in the water. From the waters he lifted me. So now, now safe <laughs> am I. <laughs> Some of y'all trying to get out of a circumstance and God is trying to get you to walk in it. Lord, deliver me. He said, no, I'm going to show you how to walk on it. Show you how to walk on it. I ain't bringing you out. I'll show you that it can't drown you. All right, let me, Colossians 2, before I get stuck. Verse 13, Mm -mm. when you were dead, I mean, Paul just keep, keep, keep teaching, don't he? When you were dead, ain't that what he said, Gigi? When you were dead and your transgressions, the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him having forgiven us all our transgressions. Look, look, look at 14. It gets better. Having canceled. Lord, I want to run. I'm trying to. Having canceled out the certificate of debt consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile to us. And he has taken it out of the way having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15, getting better. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, watch it, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him. Huh, go back to verse 13, please. So I said he rescued and redeemed He reconciled and presented. Now he made us alive and forgave. 
Ain't that a reason? That's not a reason. You just, we still just want to, we just want to live how we want to live. After all he's done. But this verse right here blesses me something ferocious. Because he says, you were dead. Not dying. Dead. Yeah. You were dead. Toe tag, as my grandmother would say. Lazarus dead. Cooling board dead. That's what the old folk would say. Dead. Dead where? In your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh. You had refused to cut back what should have been cut off. He made you alive. <laughs> See, thank you, God. I thank God that sometimes when I'm resisting, he's still pulling. Anybody ever been there? You giving God some resistance, and he's like, just, just, just come on. Just, just come on. See, y'all, just come on, because you ain't going to do right. Come on now. Come on, we ain't going to do right. So we resisted, and he pulled it. He made you alive together with him. Having forgiven us, you forgave me. And all you want me to do is take off the part of me that's messed up in the first place. Are y'all following? He like, take off the part of you that's messed up in the first place. That part of you ain't no good, no way, take it off. And we tell him, I like that part. I'm comfortable with that part. I know how to work that part. He says, I made you alive if I forgave you. And if that's not enough, look at verse 14. He canceled out the certificate of debt. And here's the thing, maybe y'all ain't got no debt. But if you got a phone call, let's just talk about student loans. See? Ooh, I can't say it like that, Lord. Um, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can't say it like that. There are folks that literally elected a president because of a promise to cancel out a debt. I'm going to leave it right there because that's just true. You said you were going to cancel out student loan debts. And every time it hits, you know, 10,000 canceled. You know, they just canceled another 70,000. Everybody like, Lord, let it be me. So watch. We put a person in office that many people hoped would cancel their debt but won't allow the Lord to be the chief officer of our life who has already canceled our debts. Look, which debt did he cancel? Did he just cancel the ones I don't like? No, he said he canceled the decrees he canceled the certificate of death consisting of decrees against us, which was hostile. He canceled every debt that was hostile to you. Ain't that a reason? Maybe that's not a reason for somebody. 
Because I know some of y'all. If you got a phone call tomorrow, hello, Navient. This is Navient. We just called to inform you that your student loans have been canceled. Listen. If you don't know how to dance, you're learning right then. Right then. You're about to post on all the social media, all that. My student loans been canceled. My student loans been canceled. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. The Lord said, no, no I canceled the debt that was hostile to you. Namely, what, what's, what's the debt that he canceled that's hostile? Because I still got bills. You know the most hostile debt we have is the wage of our sin. Okay. The wage of sin is... But the gift of God is, okay, so he says, the most egregious debt that you can pay is if you had to pay for what you've done. It don't say, it doesn't say, teach, it doesn't say the wage for a lot of sin is debt. It says the wage of sin is debt. Is death. So, so, so in other words, every sin carries with it death. All of them. Every yeah. last one of them. He said, I canceled them out. Here's what I need you to do for me. Take off the old man that wants to sin in the first place. Well, it's really, really rough. I canceled out the certificate. He has taken it out of the way. I nailed it to the cross. Now watch. If sin is nailed to the cross, why am I still dealing with it? Why do I keep getting what he died for off the cross? Only to crucify him fresh every day. Don't shed one more tear on Easter if you won't live in the newness of life. Don't talk about how sad it is. I can't believe they did my Jesus like that. You do him like that every day. You put him back on the cross. You drive the nails into his hands. You drive the nails into his feet. When he asks you to turn and you say no, you're killing Jesus. You got your own personal crucifixion in your own heart. Don't talk to me like that. Yes, I will. Yes, I will because he wants us to take off the old man. I want you to think about it. I need you to visualize that. I need y'all to get sober with this this morning. I need y'all to visualize that you are pulling the flesh off of Jesus' body. You are putting the crown of thorns on his head. You are nailing him to the cross and spitting on him. You're doing it when you refuse to turn from your wicked ways. He said he'd help us when we struggle. He said he'd keep us from falling. I'm talking about when we, are, when we are in rebellion, open, unconfessed, sin, open, unconfessed, just out here. Making wrong right and right wrong. It don't mean that no more. It does. We redefining everything that Jesus died for. Trying to make it modern. But Jesus didn't ask us to make it modern. He asked us to be holy 
about that no more. And I need our congregation to soberly settle into what I'm saying. Holiness is the only way we're going to make it out of this. The word is supposed to sanctify us. And we've gotten so used to who we churched. What does that even mean? I have to recognize his finished work. I got to embrace his finished work. I got to be fueled by his finished work daily. I got to wake up. And when I find myself about to act a fool, I got to say, wait a minute. No. Let me put my hammer and these nails up. I will not nail you back to this cross. Let me put my spear up. I will not pierce you in your side. I will not do it, Lord. You've been too good. Come on, you've been too good. You reconciled and redeemed. Come on now. You presented me. You did what you didn't have to do. I was a mess. You rescued me. I was down in a pit. I couldn't get out, but you got me out. Thank you, Lord. Let me go ahead and put my cross up. I'm going to carry my cross. I'm not going to put you on yours. Forgive me, Lord. I know where I'm at. Let me take off this old man. Let me crucify the flesh with this lust and passions. Because let me tell you something. The hammer and nails that you have are not for Jesus. They're for you. They're for you to crucify your flesh with its lust. Because all of us got hammer and nails. All of us do. But they're not for Jesus. Let me go ahead and throw another punch. And they're not for your neighbor. They're not for the people you don't like. They're for us. Take up our own cross. How often? Daily. Because look what he did. Look at verse 15. Excuse me. When he had disarmed the rulers. So wait a minute. If you disarmed the rulers for me, why am I running away from the rulers like they got something? Oh, okay. The devil gonna get me. The devil gonna get me. He disarmed them. He made a public display of them. He triumphed over them through him. Oh, I know, Elder Deborah, this is unpopular. But the devil don't have no power unless you give him some. He said, I disarmed him. Why are you running away from somebody when you're the only one with a weapon? Okay. I gave you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You came out, you're supposed to come out fully armored up. I disarmed your enemy. Y'all, 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 excuse me. I disarmed your enemy. Why are you afraid of somebody who ain't got nothing to hurt you with? That felt great. They, they're disarmed. Lust is disarmed. Depression is disarmed. Hallelujah. You got nothing. You got nothing. Disarmed. Sitting up here crying over somebody with no weapons. <laughs> huh? I want y'all to think about that. Hmm? That's like the SWAT team. Laying down their guns for somebody who come out and go, boo. <laughs> and the whole SWAT team go, my bad, we were only trying to enforce justice, but that boo scared us. Think about that. 
You pull up in a tank. They walk out in a t-shirt and some flip-flops and go, boo. You run, leave the tank behind. That's how we do the devil. He's disarmed. Man, if y'all could just get that in your spirit. He's disarmed. Okay, let's get as practical as possible. I want you in your own notes, write down what you're struggling with. It has no teeth. Whatever, write it down. Y'all look at it. Write down the thing you're struggling with. And don't write down a name. Because we like to write down names. But that name is only a carrier. It's only a carrier. Because watch this. If God can pull you out the pit, he can pull them. I know some folk, you don't want God to redeem. But somebody didn't want you redeemed either. Okay. I'm walking back to the desk. Don't redeem them, Lord. They this, they that. Somebody said that about you. Somebody didn't want you to change. Somebody didn't want you to get revelation. Somebody wanted you to stay as, in that old man. But no, 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 no. No, no, listen, in marketplace, this word is going to agitate until regeneration happens. In all of us. In all of us. Too much going on. So, so look at the thread. He rescued and redeemed. That's a reason. He reconciled and presented. That's a reason. He made us alive and forgave. That's a reason. Then Paul does this. Look at Colossians 3. Look how he starts. Therefore, y'all, y'all, come on, do your argument, Paul. He res rec rescued and redeemed, yep, reconciled and presented, made us alive and forgave. Therefore, consider the members of your earthly body as dead. Because I've done all of this for you, y'all. After everything I've done for you, do this. Take the members of your earthly body and deal with them with lethal determination. Consider them dead. That's that consider, lethal determination. Now watch this. Consider the members of your earthly body as dead. Look, what's that next word? Wait, wait, slow down. Dead what? Dead too. Which means that my members are not immoral. My members are not impure. I need to consider that my members are dead to immorality. Which means, and we're we'll, oh, we gonna dig into this a little later. It means that, as, as, as Paul said in Romans, don't go on presenting your members as instruments. Right? Because if you, if you miss that word, too, you can easily get the connotation that you are immoral. That's not what Paul is teaching. He's saying that we used our body to do immoral things. We used our body to do impure things. But if that body gets redeemed, 
Watch this. Here's what you need to say in this verse. I am no longer capable of immorality. I'm dead to it. Now, here's the thing. Let me fool with this. I'm going to dig, dig real deep on Wednesday. That word immorality, porneon in the Greek. The lemma or the root word, pornea, where we get our English word, porn. The root word, pornography. Okay, y'all. Now, when you read it, somebody said, well, that one don't apply to me. Good to go. One off my list until you figure out that pornea, in the sense that Paul is talking to Colossia, is for anybody who says they're Christian who's cheating on Christ. That don't make sense, Bishop. I'll, I'll make it make sense. You ready? Because Christ is the groom. The church is the bride. Read you some good Ephesians to get this together. And so as the bridegroom, he wants the church, us, to be a one-man relationship. Don't you cheat on Jesus. Anytime the church, okay, exchanges our affection for Jesus. Renita's catching it. In exchange for our affection for the world, we have just committed immorality. When we refuse as Christians, 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 to be Christ-like and exchange what a Christian should be committed to for what the world is committed to, we are immoral. Porn. The church has a porn problem. It's why no miracles can happen most of the time. Because we have exchanged. Okay, watch this. Say exchange. Another word, lust. The term lust is when your affections have been shifted away from God. Lust is the exchange of proper connectivity. It is an inordinate affection. When the church doesn't want to be holy, but they want to be full, that's porn. When the church doesn't want to be purveyors of the word, but they want to be recipients of millions, that's pornography. When the church it's creating superstars and not servants. That's pornography. Okay. 
And then we wonder when one of our loved ones is sick. And we say, who is going to lay hands on them? Well, the church, universal, ain't churching. Now, Jesus said, upon this rock, oh, this is the way it needs to be. I'll build my church. What is that rock? The revelation of who he is. This is why I'm teaching so hard. This is why it's so uncomfortable. Because there is a remnant. There is a remnant of people who are serious. Who have not bowed down to immorality. There's a remnant of people who are saying, listen, we're going to do it right. But you got to stay the course. He needs all of us to get that old man off of us. Because there will come a time where you'll need to make a request that the old man can't participate in. You'll need divine healing. You'll need a divine miracle. And God said, you know, I've been talking to you about that old man. In me there is light and no darkness at all. You're asking for light, but you still got darkness present. Consider him dead. Immorality, impurity, passion. I'm going to dig into all of these. Evil desire, greed, and all of it amounts to idolatry. You know, on the outside, I look it in. They thought that it was an idol. You know, for a long time, don't put no cross in your church. It's an idol. Don't put no candle in your church. It's an idol. But instead, we start making ourselves idols. We was worried about the candle. When the candle is a, is a reminder, it ain't an idol. Ain't nothing. Ain't no anointing in that candle. The light burns to show us what we should be. It ain't special. It becomes an idol when you worship it. Our worship is not in any of these things, but in many of the churches across the country, our worship is in the people. We're in a place, people of God, in our own city, where we need to see the power of God wreck this place. And as the last generation, man, as the last generation of our leaders are going to sleep, we can no longer point at them, applaud their legacy, while simultaneously not doing what we're supposed to do. We've been to their funerals. We've talked about their memories. And work still needs to get done. We have to be Christian. Think about what Paul is saying. 
I rescued you and redeemed you. I reconciled you and presented you. I made you alive and forgave you. And all I'm saying is therefore. Stop it. Quit. If you mess up, repent. I mean repent. Like quick. Look at the next verse. I'm about to run out of time. It's because of these things that wrath of God gonna come upon the sons of disobedience. I, I'm gonna tell y'all like my grandmother would say, keep playing. Keep playing. It's because of these things that the wrath of God will come upon the sons of disobedience. I don't wanna be in the number called sons of disobedience. I don't want to be. Oh, Bishop, you know what I'm saying? As soon as I get done going through what I've been going through, I'll be ready to work. Stop that. Time to work now. Time to work now. I need this to be a sobering word. Time to work now. We got stuff to do now. Lives need to be changed now. Now. Communities need to be turned upside down now. And when I'm talking about turning communities upside down, I'm not talking about a simple neighborhood cleanup. That's the easy part. Because normally when we do the neighborhood cleanup, you got trash bags and gloves and a news crew. The trash get clean, but no heart got clean. And what good is handing out a track if you don't even believe the track you handed out? And why would you give somebody a track oh, when the word has to impact their heart? Isn't this a reason to walk in a new creation? Let's keep going. Seven. In them you all once walked. When you were living in them. Eight. Keep going. But now. You also. Put how many of them aside? Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. Tell us, Paul. Why should I do that? Well, let's see. He rescued and redeemed. He reconciled and presented. He made us alive and forgave. So stop being mad, get that wrath gone, get rid of malice, slander, and abusive speech from your mouth. But it's hard. Let's see here. He rescued and redeemed. He reconciled and presented. He made us alive and he forgave. Are y'all walking with me here? I'm saying you got to recognize that. You have to embrace that and use it as your, as your fuel recognize, embrace, and use it as your fuel. Go to the next verse. Do not lie to one another. Since you laid aside the old self with its evil practices. Stop. Watch this. The new self don't lie. If you still lying, you still old. I just helped somebody. Because if somebody in your life can't tell the truth, Stop praying about the lying. 
Start praying about the old man. Okay. Somebody received that. Keep my hands to myself. Ten. Have put on the new self who is being renewed. We're doing some renewing today. Anybody getting renewed today? Who's being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Verse 11. A renewal. This is where I'm going to end. This is it. This is, this, is, this is the verse that we don't like too much. A renewal in which there's no distinction. I'm of the, I'm of the oppression right now, Shane. This actually might be the reason that we fight renovation so hard. I used to believe, Elder Deborah, that we were fighting renovation because we didn't want to give up our old ways. But I'm beginning to believe we fight renovation because true renovation tears down walls of separation. And some of us trying to be right and isolated, but right and isolated is not renovation. You're not going to get to Pentecostal heaven. Sorry. There is no Jesus-only version of heaven. All right. I know it's uncomfortable because somebody's going to get to heaven and be like, you an Episcopalian. Lord have mercy. And you're Anglican. What are you? Brethren? Lord have mercy. You? Methodist, Baptist, the non-denominationals done made it too. Wait, you're African, you're Asian, you're Irish, you from the Bronx, you from Louisiana, you from Southern California. I didn't think nobody in California was going to make it. You're evangelicals? The evangelicals got in? If they renewed. Because this is what renewal looks like. I'm going to preach this until our pews look like this. No distinction between Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free man. But Christ is all and in all. The prerequisite, the prerequisite is be renewed. Until our pews look like this, we ain't there. This is what Azusa look like. Don't tell me you studied Azusa and you praying for Azusa, but you ain't got no friends that don't look like you. And our pews can't look like this until you start having lunch like this. Okay. If all your friends look just like you, you ain't in verse 11, ma'am, sir. Because we cannot expect to have a spiritual culture in this house that don't match the culture you live every day. 
This is why it's hard to build community. Because we're trying to be right and alone. Can I just be right by myself? The Lord's like, no, it's a body. If you can't cut off your finger and then keep fingering, like just keep, keep doing what fingers do. If you can't do that, then how can you cut yourself off and you keep bodying? That's what I thought. Well, I just need to be by myself sometimes. You can have your time to self, but this is about community. Because sometimes you need somebody to say, um, sis, you're wrong. Bruh, you're foul. But what has happened is we don't want nobody telling us nothing. Which means we really don't want to be renovated. Bishop, I just don't know if, if I should do all of that. Well, let's see here. He rescued and redeemed. He reconciled and presented. He made us alive and forgave. Therefore, take off the old man. But Bishop, now my life is in shambles and I have a whole lot of things going on. Maybe your life is in shambles because you have not recognized, embraced, and used the finished work of Christ as your fuel. You trying to get out of your mess your way because you don't want nobody to know you messy. Guess what? We see you. Might as well go ahead and get some help. I'm going to pray now. I know, I know. I've, I've been accused of not shouting God's people enough. Guilty. Because, you know, a shout don't renovate. I mess around. Shout with the best of them. Ain't a bit more renovated than a man on the moon. I'm going to pray. But soberly, I want you to think on these things. Isn't that a reason? I want y'all to just go back through there. And now, now maybe you're saying... Lord, you know, Bishop, I've already taken off the old man and I have everything in, in place. I'm, I'm good to go. God bless you. God bless you. Probably not telling the truth, but God bless you. If there's anybody that is not saved, if you're not born again, it's a good day. Pretty good day. You should have a reason. To go ahead and be like, you know, I need to get born again. And let me say this. This has been on my heart for a while. Parents, you know, we got to get it right so our kids can. Amen. You can't keep, can't keep living broken and then wanting to be mad at them because they're broken too. Huh? Cussing their teachers out. Tell me, why didn't you do a better job? At being a parent? They're supposed to teach your kid. They're supposed to teach your child. 
But when you sent them to school unparented, they can't teach them math because you sent them unparented. You got to send them to school parented so they don't have to parent. They can teach. Then send you back home to parent. Furthermore, if 50% of the class is unparented, the parented half of the class is suffering. This is why we have to start a school. Has to happen. I don't know how. I don't need to know how. But when I saw today that the Satanists are starting to do, you know, worship groups among the third and the fourth graders, this is what I mean when I say there is a remnant. God is calling leaders in this season. Bishop, that is just too much. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Nothing's too hard for God. Father, in the name of Jesus, help us hide this word in our heart that we may not sin against you. Lord, thank you for the challenge. Thank you for the sobering word. Thank you, God, for truth. Sanctify us by this truth. Your word is truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap those hands.
remember last week I brought to your attention that Marketplace will have their 19th anniversary the first Sunday in March. And we want to take this as an opportunity as a family to bless our, our bishop and Pastor Jay. Amen. In two weeks, what we'll have is we'll have a, a box that you can write your thank you cards out. Take the opportunity to tell them thanks and give them some love. Amen. If everyone would please stand, we will now worship in giving. Let us pray. Dear Most Heavenly Father, Father, first of all, we thank you for these gifts and we thank you for the givers. Father, we just love you and adore you for everything that you have done. You have kept us, Father. You have kept us, Father. You have kept us, Father. We ask this, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Please follow the hospitality team to the front and they will lead you back to your seats so Bishop may dismiss us as a family. Amen? Have an awesome week. When I hands in this place how many of you were challenged by this word today yes. amen now now again we're to be doers of the word not hearers only amen yes. there's work to be done and we cannot simply talk about the work we have to do the work amen I don't want this house to talk about those who are not doing the work just do the work don't slander the folks who are half doing the work. Let's just us do the work, amen? Let's be so focused on doing what we must that we ain't got time to see who ain't doing what they supposed to do. Amen? God bless you, God bless you. Let us prepare to dismiss ourselves. 
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above the heavenly host. able to keep us from falling, to present us faultless before his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forever. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you and give you peace. This is my prayer. Amen. Amen. Have a wonderful week. Greet somebody before you leave. movement is still spreading the gospel virtually live every Sunday morning and Wednesday night. All you have to do is tune in during these times. So come and check us out and get the word on these platforms. Just download the BoxCast app on your Roku, Apple TV, and Fire Stick TV. You can watch us on your favorite social media or watch us at the marketplacemovement.online.church or our church website, themarketplacemovement.com view worship. The Marketplace Movement, where we continue to reach, enhance, and advance lives.